Welcome to episode 208 of the Upland Property Experts Podcast. This week, we have a lot to cover. You don't want to miss this. Surprise expansions, new badges to earn multiple sales, another announcement of totems, and Thank Me Later's back, and who knows what shenanigans we'll get into this week, so you don't want to miss this episode. Stay tuned. The Upland Podcast with the property expert. If it's happening in Upland, it's the place you want to check first. With your host who's stupid to win and thank you later. Bringing the strategy, news, and cool charts with all the data. This is Upland, where the metaverse goes down. Genesis, San Fran, Rio, and all around. Don't miss a week, you never know what they'll say next. It's the Upland Property Access, baby, UPX. Wow. Talking about a fun backstage. <laughs> now I was re- I was debating on whether or not I was going to cut the intro. So dizzy. I don't know if you realize why you were shaking your ass. I put you on stage, and I was like, "Oh man!" I really debated on cutting the intro just to show it. I was very uh, tempted. He busted out the cabbage patch. He flipped around and killer. dropped it like it was hot for us. And I mean, that was some bravery and. Especially you knowing myself and thank me later <laughs> of how quickly that we'll just like drop something just to embarrass somebody. And is yeah. it, if you didn't know, Shaq also has admin, so she saw your little dance too. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I forgot because admin admins uh, can see it all. Yeah, they can see who's backstage. Oh, so, oh well, that that made it worth it. Uh, that alone, uh, Daddy D, thank you. Yes, yes. Outstanding. Um, sorry. I had a burp, man. Get it together. I had a burp. I, I just couldn't let it go, so I had to mute myself. A lot going on uh, from surprise announcements of releases of city expansions. That's new. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, a new block explorer where you can mint proper unclaimed proper or unminted properties in San Francisco, uh, wearable sales, an ugly sweater contest, and new badges out there that you totally missed. Thank me later. A lot to talk about. Slacking. And of course, the secondary market update, and which is kind of interesting. I I was excited about that. Um, kind of. Let's hold on. Let's. Yeah, I got to get it together. I kind of changed my mind of how I wanted to do things really quick because I wanted to talk just the way things flow. But anyway, it all makes sense in my mind, and that's what matters, okay? So we had the London expansion. We had that going on. They announced it Sunday, just like, hey, tomorrow morning we're going to drop 25,000 properties in 18 new neighborhoods in London. Um so that, that was a real shocker. It came out of nowhere, and everybody was thinking that it was going to be a Tokyo expansion because they saw the lines on another city over by Tokyo. Everybody was getting hyped for that, and all of a sudden, Upland tricks you and says, nah, we're just going to expand London. What, what were your thoughts overall on that? Uh, I mean, I'm given the numbers. I mean, we've been reviewing the numbers each week. I mean, London's been performing well. Um, I mean, I think Tokyo's had a lot of shine, but 
I'm glad. I mean, it, it shows that they're not just going to like forget some of these other international cities. So, I mean, I'm I'm kind of sorry I missed it. Sounds like it was a cool event. Yeah. Ooh, happy MFR had to wait four hours for a block explorer. Didn't get one. Um, now, I did find it interesting with it not giving people the few days in advance, week in advance notice that they were expanding, and you didn't have the fire sale. A lot of people weren't as liquid as they were for it. it I thought that was interesting. Um, so this one pays off for the people that had a little bit in savings versus the people that do the, I have to sell under mint to get some capital to buy the bright new shiny toy. Yeah, no, I think it, it is interesting because like you said, it prevents that, that quote unquote fire sale. Uh, so I do kind of like that because when they announce things, especially if people get really excited about it, it can really kind of negatively impact some of the markets um, as people try to get liquid. So that is kind of cool. I don't, I don't think that they should do that for every single thing, but you know, for the purposes of this one, yeah, I think it was good. Keep you on your toes. Yeah. Right. I did like that. And I don't know if it was because it was such a surprise announcement and people weren't as liquid Usually the 20,000, 25,000 properties they release go pretty quickly. There's still about 9,000 properties available in London right now. And I was able to jump around to a bunch of different neighborhoods and mint a lot of properties. Well, I won't say a lot. I minted 34 in the expansion, but I was able to pick up anywhere from three to five in different neighborhoods that I thought would potentially be a collection or I was shooting at some streets too. So we'll see how that happens. Yeah. So wait, I admit, so there's going to be, oh yeah, eight new, or six new collections. Right. That's pretty cool. That's definitely like, that's a definite added bonus for y'all that got in on it for sure. And they did it in vanilla mode, so the co- collection reveal will be Monday, November 13th. Eight new sure. landmarks were added, and I was actually surprised the uh, Royal Hospital had a lot of properties that were, that was one of the neighborhoods that I went to, I'd say in the middle, and there were still a lot of properties around the Royal Hospital available for mint, and I know we've always speculated that those can be, you know, have the potential to be a little more valuable around the landmarks, so. Yeah, I mean, I do see uh, value. I like I like um, properties close to landmarks in general. I think, especially with the kind of that higher visibility with the, the icons, and just, again, the landmark status in general, now, Grant, it has to be, for me, it has to be a pretty significant landmark. Um, I, I don't know enough about, like, if it was, like, the Royal Palace or something for sure. I don't know about the other one. A uh, couple of Sloan Square. Hoping for ultra rare. That would be a sweet, sweet score for sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was, I like the way they rolled that out. Yeah. And we'll see what Upland does a, a little further in the future there. And once again, still like the vanilla collection release, or I mean the vanilla release. So, And moving on to the secondary market update. 
Wrong way. This way. I got. I'll get them straight soon. Goodness later. gracious! Doing a dance. I don't know. Got to work on uh, having Shaq or Dizzy control these for us. <laughs> um, so top ten city floors in Upland. London took a hit, and at first I thought it was oh jail properties because it, I mean it, it took a forty six percent hit in the Upex floor. So yeah, the- but I mean that's. I mean with what. What you were saying about the expansion, though, it sounds like the expansion had some pretty reasonably priced pieces. Is that true or no? Yeah, there were there were reasonably priced pieces, and then people were just. I I don't I didn't understand why they decided to start liquidating their London, or these are people that are just flipping the new stuff. Um, it, it looks more that people are flipping the new stuff. Yeah, no, I would assume it's flipping the new stuff because if there were properties that were sub 10 or, or sub 20, um, it makes sense for you to do quick flips. Uh, because the other thing is like people like me who maybe woke up late who didn't get to travel there. Because remember, you know, as the world expands, you know, they do have that friction of travel time. So I could imagine that there could have been a lot of sales happening where people were buying and flipping uh, these vanilla properties for, you know, 30 to 50% margin just quickly for people who weren't able to travel there. I I would think that like that to me would make, there's a certain amount of logic there. Happy MFR was saying there were some 10K mint neighborhoods and that makes a lot of sense. You're going to double your money, which is still well under the floor. And that that's a great, you know, opportunity for, as you said, people like you that didn't travel there. And, you know, if you want a piece of it, you can get it at a little higher markup, but it was cheaper than what right. the floor was before. Correct. So that was, uh, and that was the other thing is since people didn't have a lot of heads up about it the upex floor stayed pretty stable the u.s dollar floor stayed pretty stable itself too you didn't see the the drops that we've normally seen over the past couple of years tracking this data yeah no again like that's that's pretty cool honestly so that has a depends on how you want it i I say that has a plus impact on the overall economy doing something like that um, well, I mean, I don't think it has a, a net negative. Okay, a neutral. Um, yeah, and if anything, I would say it gets the community and people excited. So even, like, the other thing is you got to keep in mind that even, a like, a, a net neutral to the economy, but a positive to, say, the the media around it, the just the conversations, the community transactions, uh, player engagement, like those are going to be key metrics for something like that, uh, especially on something short term. Like you want that kind of that buzz, that hype, and then it's going to keep people on their toes, right? Because now they're like, oh man, I, I got to make sure that I'm, I'm watching my, my Upland because, oh, I missed, you know, that London expansion. I missed an opportunity to get a badge. It creates that FOMO. Um, which hasn't really, like, the Upland's been doing a lot of things, uh, but I don't know about you, but it just, uh, there hasn't been that FOMO. This kind of felt like for the first thing that 
um, I haven't been able to get a part of like that. I was like, oh, dang, like I actually missed out on something that seemed pretty cool. So, uh, you know, a little bit more FOMO action here, uh, probably looking for that community engagement more than uh, necessarily economy impact. Gotcha. And that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Plus, the team probably gets more USD because you're right. Because, again, if people don't have time to liquidate and they want to get in on it, that's a very uh, good observation there, Boulder. Oh, look at that. Happy MF or already knows where we're going here shortly. The floor, <laughs> the floor in London looking good to buy for UPEX and sell for US dollar as well. Yes. All right. Highest Upland City arbitrages. Manhattan's back on top with San Francisco. And surprisingly, Nashville's in there. Um, Get it, Nashville. Yeah. So these are great places where you can buy for U.S. dollar and flip for OPEX. Once again, you saw the streamer, not financial advice. (laughs) And if we want to look at the other side where it's great to buy in for some OPEX and sell for U.S. dollars or buy for U.S. dollars and sell for OPEX, you know, London's a great spot right now, $14.99 floor. And a 21,000 UPEX price floor. So that's only a difference of 28% there. That's not bad at all. No. Looking, going back 12 weeks, um, I, pretty positive. I was, I was surprised to see the numbers going back 12 weeks that were... Wow. Manhattan's up 51.5%. Santa Clara's up 70.5%. Um, you know, London's the anomaly just because they had the expansion this week, but San Francisco's up almost 28%. Arlington's up almost 26%. We're seeing a steady increase in the UPEX floor in these cities. Yeah, no, I love to see that. I mean, that, I mean, this is a very positive trend. I mean, 12 weeks, what, that's three months? Yes. So, I mean, the last quarter, uh, and I mean, and that given, I mean, it's literally everything. I mean, Vegas was already pretty hot. Like Vegas had, Vegas had a pretty good boon already. So that makes sense. And then London dropping, uh, that's just literally because of the recent expansion. Uh, so, I mean, I, I'm quite shocked, like Santa Clara, bouncing back in a big way you know i love to see san fran up a little bit you know back over that twenty thousand mark yeah. uh i i definitely think it should be you know actually looking at you know i'm i'm actually i would like to see it at 25 i'd like to see it higher than rutherford honestly <laughs> but uh you know i'll take what i can get um you know it's competing um uh, you know pretty well in that space and honestly like, again, I have to keep reminding myself, like, I go back and look at the mint prices in San Francisco. Like, oh, yeah. Whew. Like, mint prices on, like, because I was, um, shout out to, to Merced Manor. Um, I was doing some building over there, and I, I was taking some of my properties out, and I was buying those things for, like, two, 3000 up. <laughs> like, I was like, holy crap. Like, they're, you know, as, as much as we like compare San Francisco to other cities. Like the reality is the markup there, if you got in early is insane. Yeah. 
Look, see, uh, bought for one hundred and fifty thousand upex. Like, are you kidding? Like, man, I have, I have like, I don't know, a, a dozen or so properties there, and I probably paid one hundred and fifty thousand upex for all of them. Right. Like, that's that's the wild thing. Like, there's there's some big money in San Francisco, so I think we we kind of underplay it because comparatively, it's like, oh well, and especially when you compare it to Manhattan, right? That's what everybody does. San Francisco, Manhattan, those were the two big tier one initial cities. But like the reality is Manhattan was an anomaly. It was a it honestly was a glitch. Whoever got in early looking at you, Dizzy, uh, I know you did pretty well in uh, Manhattan. Like that was an absolute anomaly. It was under it was underpriced. It was under the number of mints. Like it was way too small of a, an initial mint. Um, and created quite a quite a big discrepancy. But look at Tokyo. I mean, it's it's keeping up. You know, thirty thousand base on Tokyo, twenty thousand on San Francisco, twenty one thousand on London now. Uh, so I love to see it. Um, I think we're right where we need to be. Yeah. Oh, I am Redbeard said that they enjoyed. There was time to hop around London this release. Not too many sold outs right away. Yeah, absolutely. It, yeah, that's probably. Um, yeah, I haven't been really. I, I haven't really participated in any of the the newer releases, uh, but I know for a while there it was brutal. Um, it really it kind of took some of the fun out of it because, man, even Manhattan. Like, I'll never forget like the the jump uh, when we were trying <laughs> to battle to get to Wall Street and like yes. some of the things like. There, it was really fun to be able to like watch it. Even even places like Fresno and stuff, it was a little bit more like you kind of had the day to like mint things and get in on on certain areas that you wanted. Um, it wasn't nearly as brutal as it is now. But hey, that that also speaks to the amount of um, you know the player base growth and the active player growth. So that's good as well. And for the listeners that don't have the history on Mercer Manor, um, we've talked about this a couple of times that there was a minting challenge there because the uh, Blockchain Heroes, their headquarters was there and they were doing the promotion with Upland and, you know, you brought your cards out last week and it... it Blockchain Heroes. Yeah. <laughs> and you got your Super Miles card. There were 25 Super Miles cards. Oh, yeah. On wax. And, oh my god! And it was just just nonstop minting, and there was it, it was going crazy. June, June, yourself, myself, Recurrier, um, a lot of people just going and minting and just watching the leaderboard and mint, 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 and that was fun. That was a that was a blast. And then just trying to just trying to stay in stay in so you can secure yourself a, a miles card. And at the time, you're like, oh my god, another. Another five thousand upex property, another thirty five hundred upex property. Oh, this one's an eight thousand upex property, and you're like, oh, I'm running out of upex, and now you're like, I'd love to get those prices. Right? Yeah, it's wild. <clears throat> and then looking at the bottom ten floors in Upland, still everything's in the green. $3 holler across the board with the exception of Bakersfield at $3.16, which is 5% change. Other than that, you know, looking pretty good on the bottom. Hey, uh, God, there's, there's, man, I'm off. 
There's definitely some sort of crude comment there, right? Mm-hmm. I, I was surprised you, you missed oh, that. Man. Slacking. <laughs> All right. We talk there. We talk there. All right. Introducing Mint Masters. They announced this after the London release. And they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, we decided to implement this. We didn't tell you about this, but we're giving everybody that participated that met the qualifications a uh, a badge. Yeah, so tell me more about this. So you can get the... You can get the Pioneer Badge. Owners of the first three properties minted will be awarded the Pioneer Badge. So now instead of waiting for your Block Explorer to drift, maybe you want to try to mint a property really quick as soon as the city opens up trying to snag that Pioneer Badge. I think this will be the most difficult badge to get. Whoa. Oh, okay. That's cool. So you got to be one of the first three. Now you have the top mentor. This is for your whales and your big ballers. Um, it's interesting. The, uh, can you get multiple? Yes. Well, you, you get a enhanced badge, you know, they change it as you, oh, oh I got the, I got the tingles in the good place. <laughs> uh, and now you got the big fish The so the biggest, the three largest properties will receive the big fish badge. And then the player who the players who meant the three smallest properties will get the cozy badge. Oh dang! Now you can only earn one badge for each activity during the same city release or expansion. And then if you achieve a top three placement in the same active activity multiple times within the same city release or expansion, any duplicate badges will re- go to another qualified the next qualified player. So if you're in London, you can only get it once for London. Gotcha. Now, if you have the Mint Master badge in different... Oh, well, wait, can... wait. So honestly, like, like you didn't get a badge then. No, I didn't. Oh, well, given like that those were the badges, I, I feel like I probably wouldn't have gotten a badge. And I love that Dizzy's going to have like... A badass badge, like yeah, Dizzy did earn the top a top mentor badge. Hell yeah, he did. Um, now get it. Oh, sorry. You can continue continue stroking Dizzy. (laughs) Just go on. Now, you have the Evolving Mint Master badges. So say you win the same Mint Master badge in a different city release and expansion, you'll be replaced with a more evolved, upgraded version. So That's awesome. Yep. Now, Dizzy was a top Minter badge winner. Shocker. 248 properties. I like the Cozy badge. Like, that's kind of a fun thing. Yeah. So this is going to be for each expansion, each everything? Yes. Oh, damn them. Damn. <laughs> so, oh, oh, yeah, I guess that's true. It's really only the FSA players that can get the tiny ones then. I didn't think of that. Um, yeah. Oh. Well, no, no, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, I do. I'm glad for them, but like, they should have like smallest non FSA. But ah, interesting. City props are not always reserved for fast, and London the upex per up square was so high that a few of the TGE smaller props were priced out of FSA range. Oh, okay. Interesting. So I guess really the, I think the easiest of those badges to get then would be um, the large, largest property in theory of like, because like most mint, what's the time frame on most minted in like 24 hours? Um, what was there? I think just in the release. But like of all time, because there has to be a time frame. Yeah, hold on. And then even like with largest, it has to be the largest property. First three hours. There you go. Yep. Oh, first, first three, three hours. hours. Yeah. So that makes it even mm. more insane. Dizzy mm. did almost like he did about 80 properties an hour if he spread out over three hours. God. Damn. Maniac. <laughs> You might have a problem. Man, this is, you know what? That's such good gamification. And we, you know what? I would would venture to say we said it here first that they should do badges relating to minting in cities. We we had been discussing that pretty heavily. So... Because you're the badge guru. You love your badges. I'm still the badge champion. If anybody thinks that they have more badges than me, step up. Let's see. I don't... I, I, I mean, I don't think anybody does. I mean, you're going to have to... Uh, it's going to get close now. Was the bad guy? I, I mean, you, you did. I don't think anybody's even close. I wonder what the next highest is. You got 11? Let's see. 3, 6, 9, 10, 11. Yeah, I got 11. Um, That's a lot. Ain't nobody else in double digits. Well, you, you had the FIFA badge. You had the women's FIFA badge. You had the Genesis Week badge. I know you skipped all three of those. No, I got the FIFA badge and the Genesis badge. Oh, okay. No, well, no, I didn't no, get both no. the Genesis badges, and they, I didn't get the women's FIFA. There were two Genesis badges. There was. The there are newer players with eight-plus badges? Slacking. Fudge. Fudge sickles. Yeah, yeah, but my badges are cool because I got, no, I got. No, you you can't go from I have the most badges to my badges are cool because people hey, are catching. It's both. You. As of right now, it's still both. <laughs> I got the most badges and mine are the coolest badges. Well, you got to step up your badge game. That's facts. That's facts. I'm okay with that. I need to figure out a way to try and win uh, most and biggest for sure. There was three for one contest. See, wait. back in my day, you had to wait months and months and pray that they would come out with some random nonsense that you might be able to get a badge for. Now, was it three in one contest? Because I know a couple of them had three levels to the badge where you get, you know, a level one, two, or three of the badge. Which, which yeah. contest was that, um, Goldsmith, that there were three for one contest? Because I missed that one, too. Thank you, Shaq. 
You don't have a moderator badge? <laughs> Damn, Lily. Shots fired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I got Santa. And I got Hood Chan. Dude, I got... My badges are awesome. Screw... Uh, <laughs> you can't why am I getting defensive? Why? Y'all, y'all coming in here hating. <laughs> I mean, you started to... You started throwing that... Hey, That's hey. true. That's true. I did start it. I did start it. Hi from Europa? That's not a place. Where the hell is Europa? Europe. Oh, he just misspelled Europe? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. I thought he might have been from, like, Middle Earth. What do I know? He's from Estonia. Oh. No, he's not from Estonia. All the same event. Oh, wow. Three for... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. I... uh, Oh, yeah. I did miss that. That was a good... That was a good event. I should have got that one, too. Dang it. I really should have. Yeah. So the mm. Golden City Rush, I really liked. <laughs> Thanks, Dizzy. There you go. Three badges at the same time. Um, what if you won a million up, X? I'd do three badges at the same time. <laughs> All right. So we had the Golden City Rush. I really kind of like this. Um, there were 850 block explorers available for purchase at 8,500 up X. What this gave you is, first you got the Technicolor Connector Block Explorers, what they called it, a.k.a. the Golden Gate Bridge mock-up. But it gives you the ability to buy a lost San Francisco property, ranging anywhere from 10,800 UPEX to 166,320 UPEX, and they might be part of a collection, too. That's, That's super cool. I like that. Yeah. I, yeah. I I didn't like how the Upland Bureau would re- just release properties and it was just, you know, that random yeah. chance. Yeah, I did not like that at all. It seemed super sketch, too. Yeah. I, I do like this, you know, you get the Block Explorer and, the you know, the 8500 UPX buys the Block Explorer. And then depending on, you know, the random property assigned to you, you have 25 hours to purchase that property. If not, it goes up for, you know, anybody else to get. There will still yeah. be an opportunity if people choose not to purchase a property or can't afford the property. Yeah. Now, it's interesting. Um, like, if somebody, like, do they have the Block Explorers now? Like, can you sell the Block Explorer? If you sell the Block Explorer during that 24-hour or trade the Block Explorer during that tw- uh, 25-hour window, does that minting capability transfer with the block explorer does anybody know uh, reading through the article it, it does not it, it does not say if you sell the block explorer does that transfer the rights because it says once a player it says once a player acquires a technicolor connector block explorer the upland team will send them an email within a few hours so huh. you'd have you'd have to sell it right away but i don't know if that also transfers the email and no you get the property Saying no transfer. I mean, that would make sense. Um, but you have people. Snapshots are at purchase only. You, you had people. That's kind of cool. They weren't clear in the article, which would have been nice that they were clear in the article because you had people trying to peddle their position in line. And I'm like, I, you know, there was no confirmation 
right away about it. So you're just like, ah, nope, I'm going to pass because. Yeah. I mean, what what do you think about that? What if it was like, because I think we all agree this is a much better way of doing it just initially, like definitely better than how it was before. And it's cool. It's got a block explorer. Everybody likes that. It's a mechanic. Like it's, it was a clever way around like a queuing system of uneven things because like you don't want to have like if there's 850 new properties, like how do you, how do you really do that? This is a great way to do that. Um, but what if it was like a delayed snapshot? So, you know, you have it and then, um, in, you know, a week later, um, yeah, exactly. Or, or even a, I mean, give them a couple of days. Cause the idea would be, Hey, get it. And then you can sell it, trade it. And then it's like, you know, buying a lottery ticket of like, Hey, you don't know what this is going to have. I think that could create a lot of fun. And it's a great mechanic because like they don't do like pack sales, right? Like that's one of the things we've seen missing from the upland economy is um, like those pack sales and stuff like that, that really can drive a lot of activity um, in general. So, um, well, if they don't go bot, then after 24 hours, they just become a mintable. Like they just like, so if you're, if you're not in San Francisco now and you want them, I'd probably get to San Francisco, uh, because there's a really good chance that, that some of those go unminted for sure. Absolutely. Um, because there's probably people who bought that not even knowing what it was. Um, who just were like, oh, there's a new thing in queue. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, as you were saying, I, I totally agree. This is a way better mechanic. Um, Upland was looking for feedback on what we, what the community thought on this process. And I, I think, you know, giving it a couple of days for people to trade them, or, you know, sell them on the secondary market either way. Could be fun. And I mean, you you have the risk, not even the risk though, because like let's say that there's a whale like that wants to buy up a bunch of these to get the snapshot. Um, because then you have like the primary sale, because then like let's say let's say uh Daddy Dizzy wants a bunch of them, so he buys ten of them and uh, you know, to be able to mint and then he wants to go sell them then even selling them later, you know, cause they won't be worth nearly as much after they're kind of quote unquote used. Like eh, it creates a couple different inflection points of activity. Um, it creates more excitement around it. And we, but, but by the same token, I really don't like secondary sellers that much that just like get in queue that have no intention of really utilizing or, you know, they don't really care to participate in the actual event. They're just looking to flip. Like, I always had a problem with that in the real world. Um, as a gamer, like, when new systems came out, um, specifically back, like, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, like, people would queue and buy just, like, a bunch of them and then um, would, like, flip them. And I hated that. Like, that just pissed me off because it's just like, you're not even real gamers. Like, you're taking the opportunity for real gamers to be able to get what they want at the right price. So, but I mean, hell, no one's going to not buy 8,500 for a block explorer anyway. Like, that's easily a 10,000 UpX block explorer. And, and I think, 
you know, cheese. I like at, at first I was on board with, Hey, give them some time so people can sell it. But you know, those were very good points that you made about the flippers are just there to flip mm-hmm. it and maximize it. And it's such a wide variety. You can get anywhere from a, from basically 11,000 UPEX up to about 165,000 UPEX for the property that you have to purchase on top of buying the block explorer. And, you know, that makes it hard to price, you know, that makes it hard. And I mean, it depends. Yes and no. I mean, we're not talking a difference. If it was like 5,000 to a million, like 100,000 UPEX, I mean, I guess, I mean, that is a hundred bucks. Right. But I mean, the, re- and hmm. I mean, the reality is if there's enough, like if you're that connected in the market, like a hundred thousand UPEX to anybody who's in any community, like I will say it this way, a hundred thousand UPEX, if you are connected with any community at all, that's pretty easy. Nothing, um, which sounds crazy um, because that is a hundred dollars. And again, like I sometimes, like I step back and like go, that's more than a full priced video game. Like actually, like it's more than the newest Diablo. Like it's kind of insane. And so I try not to think like that because then it makes me kind of nauseous. Uh, <laughs> be careful; you don't want to sound like a whale here. <gasps> My bad. That, but no, it's not. And again, it's not an individual thing. It's a community thing. So like if you as a neighborhood, no, I'm not saying, hold on, let's be very clear. I'm not saying that 100,000 UPEX isn't a lot of UPEX to an individual. It definitely is a lot of UPEX to, to most individual players. However, as a community, if you are part of a large node, if you are part of a large community, then like even if you had 10 people that all had 10,000 UPEX that could go in on buying a San Francisco collection property that was 100,000 UPEX. Like most people that are connected to a community could find a way to get 100,000 UPEX. Let me tell you right now, if you are listening to this podcast, you have access to way more funds than that because you are connected to us. And if you got one of these spots for a hundred thousand UPEX property and you needed a way to figure out how to get it, I can guarantee that if you contacted somebody related to this show, that they would, I would help you out. I'd help you I out. I mean, we'd, we'd have to figure something out, but like, there's no way I would let somebody like lose an opportunity because those are either easy flips or again, like I go, okay, cool. I'll pay you, you know, whatever the, the market value is. <laughs> it's a San Francisco treat. F and A. That's almost there. two totems. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's almost two totems. Yep. Um, yeah. Y'all have friends, is what I'm saying. Like, it would be a very odd thing, I feel like, at this point in the game and as big as and as connected as our communities are, especially if, again, if you're listening to this podcast, definitively you have access to 100,000 UPEX worth of capital from at least me. That's for damn sure. And and if nothing else, we have access to Daddy Dizzy. So (laughs) 
All right, Theo. So somebody in Discord got a eighty-six thousand Upex property. Did they listen to the show? Yeah, did they listen to the show. Like, because I give them a hundred thousand Upex right now for it. I don't. Even, I don't know what property it is. I give them a hundred thousand Upex for it right now. But I, I do like this model. And no, no, no. Overall, the model. Do they have friends, <laughs> Shaq? <laughs> nope, no friends. Oh. Do they have? Um, no, this model is really good. This is a significant improvement. I did not like. There was something just that didn't feel right about them using an account to mint it and then sell it. It felt like we were getting used properties. It just it didn't sit right. Um, so I'm glad that they re, re you know looked at it. I love this concept. I think that they can use this for a lot of things. Um, now that they have this mechanic of like, hey, these block explorers are like tickets um, to minting events or to other things. Like that's a great way to do it. Um, so then the next question for you that I'm curious about is the 8,500 UPEX for the block explorer itself does not come off of the property price. You have to buy the property itself. Do you like that or do you dislike that? Should that just be a ticket with a discounted off of that property? Hell no. Cause you're going to be, cause the thing is you're not cashing in the ticket. So like, that's the thing. If you cashed in the ticket, then yeah, but you're not, you are, um, Oh, I got one of the Presidio national park. Oh, nice. Well, cool. If you need help paying for it, uh, let me know. Ooh, happy because MF the reality he, he's is, tempting you with a uh, one address for a hundred k. Wait, actually, because yeah. I would almost like there's almost no chance I wouldn't do that. Happy in San Francisco. Anyway, um, and, and can you imagine you know doing finding the lost properties of Manhattan this way? I would love that. And, and yeah. the cool Manhattan-style block explorers you could make for that? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's so many thematic uh, BEs. Uh, and again, like I said, no, it should not come off the property of it because here's the thing. That that block explorer is Brink. Oh, you mean Bronx? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Get No, no thanks. Um, that block explorer to me is, I mean, 850... So that falls in line with the thousand. I mean, that's that's ten thousand upex all day long. I th- I feel like hmm, I don't know a thousand eight hundred and fifty mints. That's a lot of mints. I saw one get waterfront. Every, oh my god! And, bro- and uh, uh, nice to meet you. And his brother um, Green. What green? It's something green. They they got the four Embacardo Center properties. Those are huge ones there too. But yeah. Oh. There's a good question. How do you feel about cash and tickets or lotteries for new city releases? Um, I mean, the bubbles were interesting, but there's just too many players in the game to do something like that nowadays. Yeah, it's... Yeah, no, I don't like it for... It's interesting, and, and the problem with that would then be especially if they did it with like the block explorer sales that essentially came. Now that said, what could be interesting is 
like a pre-sale of like a thousand properties. So, so like, or like one property in every neighborhood um, that, so then you buy like a block explorer. Cause then it would, you know, like one of the things about like a city release is like, there's not a lot of places to jump off of. Right. Right. So imagine that they do a 24 hour pre-sale and it's like either like a hundred properties or one property in each neighborhood. And then those are are raffled off like using the same block explorer thing. And then those can be minted like the day before because then you have like seated areas in each area. Plus like that would be really cool because you get a lot of visits because you'd have a lot of people jump into your property. So that would be, that could be kind of cool. I I do like that idea, you know, auction off. Well, not auction. A lot no, of no, no, not auction. It'd be the same thing as like this. Yep. You would just yep. do the block, block explorer. explorer. Yep. Right. So you do the block explorer thing, and then that would seed, um, you know, a handful of properties around the city. Um, yeah, that could be kind of cool. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. Now, Rock Rodrigo said treasure hunting for properties. I don't know if you saw this today. But they did suspend treasure hunting on the web, or I mean on the desktop. You can only treasure hunt on the app, so you can't treasure Ooh. hunt on the web because there are they were identified some advantages, or it was compromised using the web browser. So they suspended that for now. <laughs> Th just got destroyed. I mean, I don't know. I mean, destroyed's probably a bit dramatic. Um, if nerfed might be a better term. Um, you can still treasure on mobile. Honestly, I mean, this is I mean, there was a lot of um issues with bots and things like that. No, it's not breaking news. That's going to hurt me. I only do upload on my desktop. I wonder why my visits went down. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, um, it just started today. So, yeah, they just stopped the web browser. Well, I don't say most is mobile. I would say, to me, mobile is the most important aspect of their platform. Um, To me, having Upland be mobile first, mobile friendly, is a key for them dominating the market moving forward Um, because most people are not going to... Oh, yeah. We knew it existed. It just got a lot worse. That's exactly right. Like, I think it started to get more advanced. And honestly, I don't think it even got more advanced. I think it just got more widely used um, is what it was. Sure. Yeah, no, you you might actually have to do the work to hunt. (laughs) Uh, This should be good news to all of you that are not cheaters. (laughs) Like... This should be great news to all of the actual hunters out there. Um, people are looking at Russell Envy, people who are putting their phone in the freezer so they get a half a second faster time. <laughs> that dude's insane with that. So, Yeah, but I mean, sure, there are, I mean, there's obviously trickle-down economics to bots, right? That's why they didn't stop it initially. Um yeah, no, Russell Envy would be because Russell Envy is a true treasure hunter. He uses, like, you know, the people who actually go out there and do it and take the time and are not 
trying to beat the system, her not using bots or, you know, web tools to do it. Like, now keep in mind also, uh, fun fact, Upland, when it first came out back in 2019, it didn't even have a web version at all. You could not play it on the web at all. It was mobile only. Yep. Uh, mobile web or app. That was it. So... Oh, no, because it, it will take me about 50% longer to hunt and lose about a third. Yeah. But can I charge around non-competitive? I don't I don't think so. I, I, I think they suspended. Yeah, I think they suspended all. <laughs> Be good. Well, based. Yeah. Hey, trust me. As somebody who has, um, you know, thousands of properties, I, I'm with you. Yeah. Oh, hey, there you go. Lily says, I only do PC and I can wait. It's great they are doing. Yeah, I would say overall, like, they they don't want to reward cheaters. Like, that's been a pretty steady stance of Upland. And I think once it got to a breaking point, like, they were probably trying to figure out a solution that they could, like, bridge the gap without having to take it down completely. And my guess is that they had a threshold of activity or, you know, usage of it. Um, but, yeah, they do get uh, – uh, rarely do mobile, but, yeah. Yep. It's it's interesting how many people do the treasure. Like I thought, a lot of the treasure hunters were on desktop, but a lot of our listeners and viewers are desk, desktop hunters versus mobile. Yeah, it is interesting because um, and I can't, oh man, I'm I'm sorry, I'm spacing on his name. The the gentleman we had on last week talking about you know the game is designed really to be more of a like a dizzy deucer, right? Like Creati. Yeah, yeah, where I'm like, yeah, like, the, you know, I don't want to have to be on it all the time. Maybe I'm just, you know, taking a, a bathroom break. Oh, hey, there's a treasure hunt up. Let me go. Let me go try and get this while I'm taking a break. Like there again, I think like that's probably more where Upland would like treasure hunting to be. And that doesn't mean that there's not going to be people who are just sitting there grinding it all day and night um, on cooldown, getting the alerts going hard as hell. But I think for the most part, it's meant to be a little bit more casual of, hey, yeah, oh, look, there's a treasure hunt. Let me go do this, at least in my mind. Yeah. So I think it's good that they identified it, suspended it. They'll fix it. They'll figure it out. And then it will be better soon. Yeah. All right. Jeez. Back to other news. Exclusive stock car sale going on again. Have you gotten any? That that black and gold one looks pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. It, it does. I did get one, and I sold it to... I Dak had me hold his past. You remember we talked to Dak? Oh, and, oh yeah, wait. Oh, good. I was like, crap. Did I do that? I, I think I said to not give me a pass. Yeah, I got a pass, and I actually got a car. It was just a trainer, and then I sold it to Mass Chef for what it cost me, so... Cool. You know, it, racing's more important to those guys than me. And I know even the trainers go for like 3x the, the cost. So, get it. Dude, happy I'm with you. I don't, it, it but hey, teach their own. Some people think racing is boring. So, yeah. So, and everybody agrees that uh, NFLPA legits is boring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Shots fired. Why? 
John's well, fine. Why you got to do that? <laughs> <laughs> now, going that way, that that gets me into the next thing I wanted to talk about. So we use the artwork that Upland uses for their articles when they announce something. And Upland has been advertising a lot more lately on mobile games. And my kids get super excited. They run up to me and they're like, Daddy, Daddy, look, it's Upland. That's the game you play. I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? They're like, oh, it's it's just an ad, you know? Yeah. But, but it's just that screenshot. Like, they even had a Stock Car Pro screenshot and it had the different bundles, the boxes on it. And it just said Stock Car Sale and join now or learn more here. And then they had one for totem threes. Well, and that was today. My son ran up to me with a totem three advertisement. Totem fours were already announced and they're, they're got the ads going on for that. Then they had the NFLPA legits. And once again, it was just the bundle boxes itself, but there was like no video, no context. There was, it was just, I, I don't know if they outsourced, their marketing for this but it's just these shots that we use when we discuss it on the podcast is their advertisements on different mobile games yeah you know what but this isn't it's not uncommon and i hate to say that because the way like marketing like timing is and stuff i think it's terrible i agree it's kind of misleading and nonsense and honestly not super helpful uh, it is probably through like automated processes. Um, and it, again, it's, it's probably very quote unquote cheap marketing and those things just take times and the cycles and just, yeah, I don't know. It seems kind of, cause here's the other thing is like, that's such a weird way to get introduced to the game too. Like you're like, Okay, so I join, and especially because you're not going to see anything about that for a while. It's not going to make any sense at all. Exactly. They're so nondescriptive, and they're so random. So you see yeah. uh, you see the constant thing of Upland, but you see NFLPA Legits, you see Stock Car, you see Totems, and it's just it's a hard, it's a hard sell... You know, and you're somebody that plays a lot of mobile games. Would any of those just pictures with the words on it grab your attention to click the link? Well, I mean, what my point is, like, that's very common. And, in fact, it's almost uh, like a – it's like a joke at this point. Like, nine times out of ten, like, if they show a clip of a game, it's not actual gameplay. It's, like, just an ad version of what they want the gameplay. It's so frustrating. Right. Um. And it's really hard, like, if you think about it, how would you describe in a picture, in a single ad, the concept of Upland to somebody? I mean, it's all designed to be clickbait. So, again, NFLPA, it's got name recognition. Stock car, it's got name recognition. Totem, like, that's, again, like, it's like, ooh, boxes, random things. Like, okay, let me just click on it and see. The idea being that by the time you get through the actual opening tutorial and things like that, you probably forgot why you clicked on it. Like, it's just a placeholder. It's something shiny. Um, Yeah. I mean, again, I don't think there would be a way. And you know what? Hey, here's an opportunity for Upland. Make make an ad contest, like 100,000 UpX or something. Give, Give away something. 
to have people try to create a single page ad, a single ad that like would highlight, like what does Upland mean to you? How would you tell your friends if you were going to design an ad to, to tell people about Upland, to get them to click, uh, to join? Make it 500,000. I mean, it doesn't matter. Give them, give them a million upex if they could do a good one. Like right. it would be worth it. And the reality is, hell, you could do that. If you had that ad, you could do that and put your referral code on there. And you could actually make bank. Um, assuming that they still do the 50% referral off uh, the first. first. I don't know if they've changed that. First $100? Yeah. Um, so, I mean. But now here's I mean, the thing. And that, that was my other concern. And Happy, Happy kind of touched on it too is, okay, so NFLPA name recognition, you can buy stuff, you click on it, but does that start the person off on the ad that they click? Does that take them to that? You know, does it take them to the stock car? Hey, here's a stock car. And you start walking them through the tutorial, of the stock car and say, Oh, by the way, you can buy properties and you can do this and that, or does it just bring you to the game? And then all of a sudden it walks you through the tutorial. Like here's a property. Oh, yeah, no, it would just walk you to the game. There's no chance. There's no chance. It's, it's anything smarter than that. Like it, I, I, I don't, I mean, I would be absolutely shocked. And the nice thing is, I, I do agree with you, it's nice that it's not these fake game plays where you're like, this is absolutely nothing like the ad, and I'm pissed, so I'm going to, you know, uninstall it and give it a bad review. So at least they're taking some stuff, but come on, reach out to the community, make it a con- make it a contest, and have us create ads for you. Because we yeah, all but again, want- it's almost certainly outsourced. And keep in mind, the marketing team doesn't play this game. It's outsourced to somebody. They're just taking ad. Co- they're just taking content from articles and things like that, and and making ads. Like that. Like let's be honest. That content. They're just taking the picture from the article. <laughs> they're yeah. not even. They're not even like. Um, we'll use this picture and run it a thousand times on this game, and we'll take this picture and run it six hundred times on this game. Yeah. No. I, again, uh, it's intro. I mean, I don't know because, like, if, do they click on it? It's. I'm not a marketing guru, um, and I'm. I don't even know the ad that. I mean, it was definitely a Twitter ad that got me, and I'm sure it was some nonsense like. Oh, I'm sure what it said was uh, like play uh, blockchain monopoly or something like which as much as we want to call it monopoly, like I love monopoly. I mean, yes, you buy properties, but other than that, it's really nothing like the game monopoly. Right. Um, so I mean, like that's what definitely got me into it. It was like uh, monopoly on the blockchain or blockchain play, play blockchain monopoly, buy, sell, trade, whatever it was. And it was a pretty generic, and God, I mean, I remember how generic the game was. Yeah, but um, that, that's where they got me because I understood blockchain. Uh, I understood the concept of blockchain, but it was the virtual property trading game based mm-hmm. on real-world addresses. You know, th- that's what got me was, you know, it's based off of the real world, but it's virtual and it's recorded on the blockchain. Um yeah, but they can't use really, you can't use blockchain, you can't use metaverse. Right. Like in the gaming space, that doesn't play anymore. Um, so you got you to gotta find a new way to kind of approach it. So honestly, like, meh, whatever. 
it just they're just throwing stuff against the wall. I, I still think. I mean, they're still. But I mean, I what, what's the? I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the desired click through rate is. Is clicking the click through conversion rate and all that fun stuff um, behind the scenes. But I, I just want to see the game roll. It's got a great community. It's got a great concept, and it just makes me feel kind of sad seeing just the screenshots of, you know, their articles as their ads. They're, I mean, a lot of these, like, you see the solitaire cache, and they have a 30-second video of the same person talking to themselves in different clothing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but... I'm not saying they need to do something like that, but well, no, you, but you I mean, they're make some dude, sort of video. I've seen their ads on Facebook that were had like the paid actors, uh, and in fact, I actually got reached out to by a good friend of mine who who does like little acting gigs and said that he got approached of being an actor, and it was like, man, I wish I could remember the um. The description. It was, it was like, we need you to be a crypto dude, crypto bro. Like the, the description of what he, of like the role he needed to play for this ad for Upland was hysterical. I don't think he ended up getting it. Um, but yeah, they did those little video ads and they were way bad. They were so <laughs> cringy. Um, it was like, oh God, Upland, don't do that. So, yeah, okay, if they just throw, like, generic pictures up, I guess. I don't know. Again, I'm not a marketing person, so... I just want to see the game grow. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, yeah, me and you both. All right, we got Totem Revealed. Chapter 4, the goat versus the python. I really wish the python would eat the goat. That would be a pretty cool totem. That could be pretty cool. Yeah. So they're coming out in just over 10 days and 11 hours. This is chapter number four. How many chapters are there? Five. Five, okay. So we're pretty close. Wait, do we know what all of them are, all the animals are now? Not yet. We still need chapter five. But I thought somebody had like the metadata or no. That was Mm. false. I don't know. I just want to know if there's still a chance that there's going to be a turtle. No turtle. That's confirmed. Wait, how has that been confirmed then? I text Dirk. Oh, actually? No, not at all. (laughs) 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 Uh, They did reveal what they were. Okay. Gorilla and cheetah. Boo. Yeah, that's fine. I don't catch everything. Anyway. So, you going hard for Chapter 4? No, probably not. You were So, if we go all the way back to Chapter 1, I can pull the video and you're just like, I'm getting as many as I can. And it, that's it's because be I was... And I'm going to have, that's like... because I thought they were different. I, I didn't... The, the reality is that they're just temporary. I thought they were, like, lifelong life givers. They're not. They're... Like you get like two or three rounds out of them. Like Dude, I thought, these, yeah. But like again, like the way they had described it, it was like these are the only totems that are ever going to be released. These are the things that make Protom, and then Protom will turn to life, and then like these will be like the, 
my assumption was like that these would keep working, but it's not like these are just for like, they're very limited. And like, they're like, yeah, we might do like two rounds, maybe more. So it's just like, I'll, I mean, I'll buy a couple, but like the, the other reality is like, I don't know, like, yeah, there's a lot of them now. And like the more the economics of it, like you started to break it down. It's just like, I don't know. What up, Obi-Wan? So, I mean, they're cool. I'm still going to try and collect them. Honestly, I'll probably buy a bunch of them after the event's over and they stop making Protom um, because I do think that they're kind of cool. I like, like memorabilia. So... Yeah, if you buy a bunch of these for the event and you're looking to sell them afterwards when they're just like paperweights, let me know because I'll, I'll probably buy them then. <laughs> um, but yeah, in my mind, like these would work forever. And so like this was going to be a, a, a core part of the game forever, especially the amount that they're making. And the idea that everybody would be able to get one or two would like lend it to that. Like I thought that this was going to be an ongoing source of protom slash life it's not it's an initial source and then it stops and so it's just like that makes it very different that's a that's a single that's really just like a single use but item that's not as appealing to me but all the protom that you generate will transfer to stem sure and again like that's that is super cool but the value in it for me was that i was under the assumption obviously incorrectly um, that they were going to have value forever, that these were the totems that were the life totems that, again, right now it's creating protom, and the protom turns to life, but then my assumption was that it would still then, instead of generating protom, would generate life to some degree, like that they would be ongoing usage. So no, after this event, they just turn into paperweights. Yeah. yeah, and life does last forever. Like, that's cool. But, again, I just go, hmm. Mm. It's not. The the value for me was the fact that they, in my mind, they were going to be able to generate, like, trickle generate life forever. Ah. Like, that these were the sources of life for the game forever. Your stem will be based off of how much protom you earn off of these initially. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, they are unique items. They are one of ones, um, which is cool. And again, they are like the art on them is pretty fun. Um, I like the different styles. And I thought you would be all about it, though, as you get the different variations. Variations. There you go. Thank you. The different variations and because you're a gamer and you like to tweak and figure out the optimum you know. Well that's the other thing is they haven't released enough information. So like once once more details come out because like that's the other thing is like I don't want I'm going to want to get a bunch that I can synchronize. So like let's say that there's some that have a 5 hour cooldown and a 7 hour cooldown and an 8 hour cooldown. I don't want a mix of those because then my timings are going to be really off. I'm going to want to get a full set of eights or a full set of like whatever. 
like I know, like I would want to make it efficient. And they haven't released enough information for me to know which ones I need to buy to be able to make it worth my time to make sure I don't have to log into the app every 10 minutes um, and I'm hitting all my cycles. So again, I'm not super fussed. I think that I will get some more later. Um, But yeah, and again, $60, man. That's a full video game. That's that's Diablo 4. Yeah. That's Animal Crossing. Like, I go, it's not worth it to me. Like, I need to, like, I'm not going to pay. I And I, you know what I did? I paid, I paid $7 for the first set because uh, I didn't get a US, I didn't get any Upex ones, but I don't know. It's not a full video game's worth of content for me. Like, especially because it's temporary. If it was forever, that's very different. Like that's an investment, quote unquote. I use that term very loosely, not financial <laughs> advice. Like that would be $60 for something that's going to pay out forever. This thing's going to pay you out again. And if you don't really use it, are you going to get $60 worth of life out of it? I have no idea. So then after that, it turns into a paperweight. So I have, yeah, I don't know. All right. Fair points. Yeah, it's again for me like finding out that it's really the only going to generate anything during this event, and then they turn to paperweights. Really, yeah, they die. Like and like they're yeah, and so for me, I just go for sixty dollars. Like these are not cheap. Like if they were twenty dollars, sure, sixty dollars is a full video game. No thanks. Like, nope. I don't. I don't want them that bad. They need to revamp legit facts. Yeah, they had the London wearable sale going on. I like that leather jacket. That's pretty cool. Yeah, those went pretty fast. The um, Union Jack didn't go as fast. I think you still can pick up the Union Jack. Oh, really? Yeah. Let's see. Special Union Jack nineteen. Oh, fifteen bucks. Yeah. Yeah, there's only seventy five. I'll buy it. Yeah. The the Anarchy outfit went pretty quick. I figured more people would be on the Union Jack, but I guess not. So mm, I bought one. Now they do have. Ugliest Sweater Showdown, Battle of the Biggest Sweaters. I do like this. Always Battle of the Bizarre Sweaters. Yes. Now, each there's, there's going to be 10 design winners, right? And you win .3 Spark and your own Ugly Sweater Wearable. But .3 Spark's a huge prize. Yeah. And the Top three designs have Chicago properties awarded to it, too. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And the competition is going on from now, Thursday, November 9, 2023, to November 30th at 9 a.m. Pacific time. And they have the resubmission closed Thursday, December 7th. And winners announced will be Friday, December 8th. Um, if you go to the... Upland website. They have the submission guidelines. Your 
guidebooks, your validation tools, and your example files, and all the rules for the contest. So love me some ugly sweaters and ugly suits, and excited to see what the community comes up with there. Absolutely. No, we have some of the most creative people. Um, I mean, that's I love the creativity of this community, so yeah. So Lily didn't like the shorts on the uh, Union Jack. Yeah, that's true. That was, honestly, that was part of my hesitation on it. Yeah. Facts. All right. What else do you got before we get out of here for the week? Nothing from me. Nothing nothing from you. Everybody loved your yin-yang lumberjack look for the evening. That's my, yeah, no, it played real well. I like it. It's, it's well. Um, also, I haven't gotten a lot of, somebody asked for a test tube, but if, if there's winners, I know I've been giving some away. I'm just looking to make sure I'm up to date on all my trades. So any of the people who are running contests, if I promise test tube statues, please let me know who it is. So that way I can get those out. And so, limited in stock, we do have the pumpkin pipsqueak, some gray breakers, and harvest pillars, and coffin bony secrets. So definitely check out that. It's always Halloween time. Go check out 615 Indiana Street in San Francisco. Don't forget to check out more cheese. And her Man, family. your shop should have been called Spooky Dookies. <laughs> Oh, that would be great. Oh, man. Spooky dookies. Spooky dookies. (laughs) Come down to spooky dookies. Get your Halloween supplies at spooky dookies. Man. Feel free to use that. I might have to change it because I I was kind of rolling with, you know, too stupid to win with with all the twos into it. And see you, Middle Milder 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 Milderland Mild Milder Milderland Five thirty in the morning. You're a champ. Oh yeah. Hey, Milderland, if you're still on, send me a trade for a test tube. Sure. And if not, maybe you listened to it, or you missed it, or you missed out because you had to go to bed, and that's a bummer. But if you're still around, send me an, send me an offer on a high high mint test tube. It's yours. Yeah, because I was uh, I was on too haunted, too horrific. Ew, spooky dookies. It's so easy. <laughs> spooky dookies. Come down to spooky dookies for all your Halloween <laughs> needs. Some oh. of our stuff looks like shit, but you're gonna love it. <laughs> I only have high quality map assets, so it can't look like poo. That's true. No. <laughs> spooky dookies. How, how oh, that, no, that's that it. Spooky dookies. Are you tired of shitty Halloween decorations? Then come down to spooky dookies. We got you covered. <laughs> we got you covered. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. Yes. <laughs> we got 
got you covered. No, you need to update that so it's poop and ghosts. <laughs> oh, spooky dookies, we got you covered. What test tube? What test tube? Somebody explained to Middle or Land the uh, map assets, my brother. Yeah. Map assets. Yeah, I'm giving you a free one. Just offer me a trade on any mint like over 60 and uh, it's yours. They usually sell for $111. But for you, because you're such a champion, staying up till 5.30 in the morning to listen to our nonsense, that's a champion. It's nothing. Just go back to bed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm giving it to him for asset. free. <laughs> go map ahead. Asset. It's a map, it's a map asset. asset. And I love the fact that maybe this, maybe Middle Orland doesn't even play Upland. He oh, he does. Just, there it is. The spooky <laughs> dookie <laughs> logo. <laughs> Uh, yeah, for Middle Orland, it's free because what a champion. Plus, I like his little uh, bird thing. It's kind of creepy. But. Yeah. All right. We'll get out of here for this week, I think. We, we ran on the spooky dookies. We got you covered. and that's gonna We me. got you covered <laughs> down at spooky dookies. Oh, jeez. Ah, oh, man. All right. Everybody be safe. Have fun. See you out there in the metaverse. Talk to you soon. The Arbic Podcast with the property expert. If it's happening in Upland, it's the place you want to check first. With your hoes too stupid to win and thank you later. Bring the strategy, musical charts with all the data. This is Upland, where the metaverse goes down. Genesis, San Fran, Rio, and all around. Don't miss a week, you never know what they'll say next. It's the Upland Property Access, baby, UPX.